This video is an introduction to writing compelling fellowship applications. Fellowships are typically a type of project or grant that pays some or all of your salary so that you can pursue a program of research or other activities. If you're an academic, a fellowship may enable you to reduce or lighten your teaching load and are often very prestigious in of themselves, opening up a number of other opportunities in your career. More so than most grant schemes, fellowships are particularly about you, what you bring to the table in terms of your track record and experience and your capacity as an individual to pursue the program of research that you've proposed. Being about you has multiple aspects. The first aspect of being more so about you than your team is in terms of your capacity and your capability. So you've proposed a program of research, the assessors reviewing the fellowship application will want to know how your capacity and capabilities in these areas will enable you to be very successful at pursuing that program of research. A second component of a fellowship being particularly about you is what the fellowship does for your career development. At a junior level, a fellowship might enable you to take those critical steps beyond being a postdoc and transitioning eventually into a tenure-track academic role. At a senior level, a more senior fellowship may enable you to massively enhance the scale and impact of your already considerable research activities. You'll apply for many things throughout your career, and it's important to note that what goes into a fellowship application has some similarities, but is most definitely not the same as what you would might put into a job application or a promotion application at a university. Fellowships are typically one of the most competitive and hard-to-get types of research funding. It's important that you go in with the right prior in terms of your chances of getting the fellowship. In any particular attempt at a fellowship, it's most likely that you won't get it. And that prior should influence how you go about writing and pitching the fellowship. This is not the time to play it completely safe. You need to stand out from the crowd. You need to have some level of ambition and aspiration with what you put forward in the fellowship proposal. Your fellowship topic also needs to tread a fine line between being not sufficiently different from what you've already been doing in your career and being so different as to cast doubts on whether you are the right person to carry out this program of research. When you're applying for a fellowship and writing your fellowship application, you should consider the nature of the particular fellowship scheme. Many funding organizations, for better or for worse, are very risk averse. And for those funding organizations, you need to convince them that there's a very good chance that you'll be able to pull off most or all of the outcomes proposed in your fellowship. If you're applying for one of these fellowships that specifically rewards high risk, high reward research, then you need to write your fellowship accordingly differently. Strong fellowship applications will draw upon most, if not all, of your experience and skill development to date and show how all of that comes together nicely to make for a compelling research proposal. Your passion for the topic and your excitement for the topic should also shine through in terms of the wording and the general pitch of the fellowship application. One easy way to improve the quality of a written fellowship application is to try presenting it. 
Presenting it is a different type of communication form and you'll often find that there are gaps or opportunities for further refining your story that aren't as obvious when you're just looking at the words on the written page. The environment that you propose your fellowship will take place in is also important. So you can talk about what specific equipment or labs are there that will facilitate your research, what larger research groups, centres or even institutes are the places where you'll do your fellowship and why is that important. And for junior fellowships, what type of mentoring or supervisory expertise is there to assist you on your journey? One of the key things you'll probably include in your fellowship is some form of impact statement. This is evidence of what impact your research to date has had on some set of stakeholders, which could be anywhere from the research community to the general public. For the research community, your evidence of impact could be new algorithms, techniques, new data sets or experimental methodologies, and some of your evidence of the impact could be things like the number of citations the work has received or prestigious awards that your work has received. Real-world examples of impact could include commercialization outcomes like patents, whether your technology has ended up in a deployed product in the actual world, whether you've had an influence on official policy and whether you've advanced the debate on particularly contentious topics in the public sphere. Track record is understandably going to be a big part of pitching a fellowship and one of the key things you should consider is how and when you are going to use benchmarks to make the case for your track record to date. Some fellowship schemes will actually mandate or require certain types of metrics to be reported, but generally speaking, you do have some control and flexibility over which metrics you choose to make your case. For example, one fellowship applicant may choose to rely heavily on citation metrics that indicate that the research community is at the very least referencing their work, while another candidate may choose to forego citation metrics and focus on real-world impact measures of what impact their research has had in terms of the public or industry. A key thing to remember, regardless of what particular benchmarks or metrics you choose, is that you should be as consistent as possible in your usage of them throughout your proposal. When you're presenting benchmarks or metrics, it's important to calibrate your reviewer. Often your reviewer won't actually be from your core deep area of expertise, and so they'll need some help understanding the relative importance and significance of these metrics you're reporting on. One of the easiest ways to talk about this is in terms of relative metrics. So for example, if you've published a paper in a conference that has had 1,000 papers published in the last 10 years, and your paper is the second most highly cited paper in that conference, it's very easy for a reviewer to understand the significance of that work. Whether the absolute number of citations that paper has received is 50 or 5,000, which will obviously vary a lot between different research disciplines. Many fellowship schemes will also attempt to evaluate your track record relative to opportunity. The key idea here is to account for career disruptions, career breaks, so that everyone is evaluated on as level a playing field as possible. When you're pitching your track record relative to opportunity, it's important to not double dip. So one immediately fatal mistake on an application is to make a claim about your collective impact achieved in a very short period of time, for example, in the three years since you've graduated from your PhD, 
but then to present statistics that take into account the 20 years in your previous career where you've been accumulating citations or other measures of impact. You can't claim both at the same time. You should make it clear what exactly you are claiming. In terms of track record, especially for junior fellowships, some applications will require you to present evidence of how you've grown as a researcher and led intellectual development of research since you graduated from your PhD. So what ideas or projects have you led that were mostly or completely separate from what your supervisor did with you during your PhD? Your claims about track record also change as the seniority of the fellowship scheme changes too. So for a junior fellowship, local invited talks at a workshop could be quite prestigious. When you go to a senior fellowship, you may be looking to talk about invited plenary talks at major international conferences. If your work at a junior level has received media coverage in a local media outlet, that is fantastic. Once again, as the fellowship becomes more senior, we're looking for flagship media coverage at a national or global level. Fellowships, although they are about you, are also about the capacity building that you do, even if it's a junior fellowship. So you need to talk about what your academic children, so to speak, have gone on to do after working with you. Have they gone on to faculty jobs or nice jobs in industry or government? Can you tell a compelling story about them? Fellowship applications will also evaluate the impact you've had on the research field. So have you made some attempt to improve the way research is done in your field or the research culture of your field or even in certain fields, the diversity of the field itself? And what impact have those initiatives had to date? Many fellowship applications will have one or both of interdisciplinary and collaborative components. These are good things to have, but you should always make sure that there is a compelling rationale and explanation for why you are doing interdisciplinary or collaborative research. Those buzzwords have no value in of themselves, it's really what those particular components will enable you to do, which couldn't be done without the collaboration or with just a single discipline involved. With the writing style throughout your fellowship, because it is about you, it's important to be quietly confident and have quiet assurance that reflects through in your writing. At the same time, don't go overboard, don't come across as arrogant and up yourself. That's one way to immediately put your reviewer offside. These are just a few tips that are hopefully relevant to applying for fellowships, but there are a couple of bigger picture considerations as well. Fellowships are highly competitive schemes, often some of the most competitive grant funding that you can go for, and a career strategy that 100% relies on you getting fellowships is generally speaking not a viable career strategy. You really need a plan B and realistically probably a plan C, D and E. And some of those plans may indeed, especially at an early career level, involve you leaving academia either permanently or a period, for a period of a few years. It's by no means a failure, it's about having multiple career options available to you. Alternatively, if you are lucky and fortunate enough to get a fellowship, it pays to sit back and have a think about re-evaluating your priorities. 
It's very tempting to continue on in the same sort of behavior you had pre-fellowship, but fellowships really are a unique career opportunity. And you may want to think about changing substantially how you do things to maximize your usage of that opportunity. Throughout my career, I've been very fortunate to receive substantial support from a number of fellowship schemes. For me and for many others, it's really been an amazing and and lucky and privileged opportunity to get fellowships. It's not the end of the world if you don't get one in any particular round, and there are many other alternative career pathways. That said, if you are applying for fellowships, there are some simple things and concepts like the ones covered in this video that can help you maximize the chances that you'll be successful.